What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Dysfunctionally Functional. I am your beloved host, Teresa DeLeon, and... As per the huge, I am in my truck, so if you hear any muffled sounds in the background, it is my air condition because I am in Minnesota. It's a little hot, so I do have my air on, but looking at the thumbnail and the title of this episode being, What If God Was One of Us? This is about to be a very controversial topic, but I hope that y'all can find where I'm coming from and find something that resonates with you. So let's jump right in. This topic is really important to me Personally, because I am a clairvoyant, I was born that way, I was tossed in and out of mental institutions, my parents trying to figure out what was wrong with me, and my brother actually, excuse me, um, I had to have him detained a few weeks ago. And it's when he woke up in jail that he realized, hey, I may have a problem. And so one of the biggest things that I've always struggled with, and I know people all around the world struggle with, is feeling some sort of remorse for the negative actions or the negative output that they unleash on the people that that they love the most and the flip side to that is holding it all in and then unleashing on someone who has nothing to do with what's going on with you personally So while my brother was in the hospital, we had a conversation about the word forgiveness. And he still to this day is completely apologetic for his actions. And I told him very simply, we can get up and we can pray to whomever or whatever God is to you, but until you accept responsibility for your actions and make a plan to change and really have that blind faith that we learn about in church, 
if your parents took you to church or whatever your religious beliefs were growing up, we have to trust that God is in control if we allow him to be in control. And that led into a very long conversation that we all agreed definitely needed to be discussed. So here we are. Right off the bat, I struggle with the word forgiveness and despair and I hold a lot of animosity specifically towards my birth vessel, as y'all know, and there's some other people that have done tragic things to me. If you've read my book, you already know that I found it easier to forgive, but we're human. We never forget. So with me personally, as with most of, most of you, we say, hey, I accept your apology, but, and if you say, I accept your apology, but, are you actually accepting their apology? Do you ever actually gain that trust back once it's broken? With me, it depends on the person and the situation. And I really do try to live my life as positively as possible. But I do walk a fine line with religion versus spirituality. So that's what we're going to get into today. So religion is a man-made thing. Christianity was not the first religion. It wasn't the last religion. It's just the most widely known, especially here in the United States. I have thousands of friends that come from thousands of different walks of life, and across the board, whether you're pagan, you're Christian, you're Baptist, Lutheran, United Pentecostal, Islamic, whatever the case may be, I have found through my own studies in college and my own research, because I'm a nerd, um, I would like to know the definition and the difference and the correlations between the two words. So, fun fact about me, I was a big part of the largest Wiccan clan in the United States. It was founded in Pennsylvania by a very, very well-known author and practicing witch, and I'm not going to drop names because a lot of people in this clan are considered elitist in our government and in our space programs, etc. We'll leave it at that. When 
I was approached about joining this clan. I didn't want to do it without my whole family. I always try to incorporate my whole family, meaning my husband and our children, in everything that we do. We do it as a unit, whether I'm across the country, via FaceTime, or on the phone. Even though I'm not home, I'm home. So what I explained to my brother is what I'm about to what I am about to explain to all of you. I have studied the Bible and read it in depth, front to back, cover to cover. I've gone to private school, I've gone to church schools, and I've gone to public schools and was raised United Pentecostal. And for those of you that are not familiar with UPC, we are the loud, screaming, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, talking in tongues, fainting, all of that fun stuff. We're the people who scare the shit out of everyone else. I have been filled with the Spirit, but I do look at it from an outsider's perspective. So as someone who was a practicing Wiccan or pagan or witch, whatever word makes you feel comfortable, I have always struggled with what if God was one of us? What would he think about what's going on to all of his beautiful creations and all of these people that were created in his own image, what would he think about the church and the sexual abuse and Catholicism that we see on a regular basis? What would he think about the pastors that are scheming people for money who don't even have money and really what would he think about the big people in the church being some of the every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Biggest hypocrites in his name. So, from an early age, we're taught you don't use the Lord's name in vain. Okay, I get that. But. We have the Ten Commandments. We break those all the time. 
And the Bible also says that Jesus, who we know was a human, there's people probably walking around to this day that can trace back their ancestry and their lineage to Christ himself. But the Bible says that Jesus carried the weight of all sins. He didn't say some sins. He didn't say the sins I'm willing to forgive. Sorry, I accidentally kicked my table. He didn't say, you know, petty theft or whatever. He said all sins. So, side note, it's not my opinion, it's in the word that Christians say, oh, well, I have to live my life by the word. Okay, well, like technology, the word was written by people, and people make mistakes all the time. The Bible doesn't say you need to give 10% of your income to this dude and his wife or the wife and the husband because we get up every Sunday and Wednesday and we prepare all week to give you our interpretation of the word and you know we got to pay for our fancy cars we got to pay for our fancy clothes we have to pay for our men's and women's retreats we got to pay the bills on the beat on the on the building on the electricity blah 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 the bible doesn't say that people actually used to tie back in the biblical days by volunteering it was a joint effort and the people who followed and walked with Christ were in fear of being persecuted and executed publicly because Caesar wasn't about to let this man come out of literally nowhere a virgin's body that's pretty unbelievable right so he was just waiting for Jesus to say and claim he was the Messiah he was the Son of God now God has never taken on a man form he is to some an entity, a ball of light, a ball of energy, the existence of all beings, but he's not a person with a voice. And he doesn't work alone. There's the Holy Trinity for a reason, and we'll get into that. But, so, my brother and I have a sister, and our sister started going to this church many many years ago and we didn't ask her what she went in there and told people about our crazy life half of what i've written about my sister didn't experience because there's such a huge age 
difference between her and I. So she had been praying and praying and praying that my mom, my dad, my brother, and more specifically my children would come back to Christ as if we ever left. These are all assumptions by a Christian. And at one point we did start going. And my dad and I always had a thing for helping kids in really fucked up situations. So naturally we gravitated towards working with the little kids and the youth and the church happens to be in a neighborhood where I was torturously bullied most of my junior high and high school years. These kids' parents are on drugs, they're in prison, the kids are taking care of themselves, they're in gangs, they're doing drugs, they're, they're doing the most. At the time, my sister was still working. She had a really good job in the medical center in Houston. And she decided to go be in church even more than she already was. And my sister and I don't speak. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that she feels that if you don't go to church, then she can't be around you because she's trying to do her work to get to heaven. And little side note, two years ago, she asked my kids if I would leave my own home so she could come and bring them Christmas presents. And my kids winded up throwing her out of the house because she came with socks, which not really a cool gift to your only niece and nephew, but whatever. She's working for the church. She's not making the money she used to. It could have been all she could afford. The gesture was nice. She lives 20 minutes away from me and my children and never ever, ever, ever calls them, comes by to see them. She lives in her own bubble of Jesus. And she sat on my couch in my home after I agreed to leave for a little while and told my kids in crocodile fucking tears that she prayed on bended knee every night that God would have mercy on their souls and accept them and not send them to hell because of who their mother was. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. I want to know where in the Bible, all 5,063 versions of it, does a Christian say that to anyone, much less children? 
Only God can judge me. Only God can judge her. Only God can judge anyone. And I actually have a pentagram tattoo on the inner side of my forearm. And in between each space of the stars, there's the cross for the Christianity belief, a yin and yang symbol, the star of David, a triquetha symbol, and an Asian symbol. And around the circle that encompasses the star, it says, all gods are one God. Meaning, I do not give a fuck who you believe God is as long as you have belief in a higher power. If you walk through earth thinking that this is it and there is no higher power, I will pray for you. I don't care if you think that your God is my God or vice versa. At the end of the day, I believe whatever your system is that works for you, we're all working towards the same goal. Getting to this afterlife that we've been promised, that is peaceful, there's no pain, there's no cancer, we get to live forever. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All these glorious things and most people refer to this place as the afterlife or heaven. So my sister works with kids now at that same church the downfall or the demise of our relationship was I got really involved in church as a younger person and they had started a young people's outing once a week. And one of the exercises they had us do was take a piece of cardboard and write down all the negative things that had happened to you personally. Well, long story short, she had basically basically been going to this church, hiding from her past, lying about who she was and her own bad shit, 
Uh, that bitch has done drugs that I won't even touch with a 10-foot pole. She was there with us during our partying phases. She almost married a crackhead. Like, she's been there and she's done that. But she went to church to find, quote-unquote, salvation based on a foundation of lies to hide who she really is. And ultimately, she's never going to progress as a Christian or as a person until she holds herself accountable for those actions. She can, anyone can pray to God at any time, anywhere. You could be naked in the shower. You could be me driving my truck across the country. And, you know, Jesus and God, they're like my homies in this truck. They're my homies in life. I talk out loud to them like they're human beings sitting here right next to me. And on the day that my brother checked himself into the hospital, I knew it was the best thing for him, but I raised him as he were my own son, as I raised all of my siblings, but my brother and I are the closest. And I broke down in prayer here on my truck and actually was filled with the Spirit and was talking in tongues. That was God's way of letting me know He has this. Now, that's only happened twice in all of my 41 years. Life is a journey. That's a fact we can all agree on. But when it comes to religion and spirituality, there's a fine line that the Christian people, specifically the younger Christian people, won't accept. And that goes back to being ignorant, ill-informed, uneducated, or just getting a watered-down version of what the text in the book of the Bible really means. I actually have friends in high places that have gone to and worked in the Vatican itself and have held very high-ranking positions within the Roman Catholic Church and they love me more than my own blood sister because I was in a clan and I wore a robe and I did ritual things and I still perform ritualistic things. I still read people, I still go cleanse houses, I trying to cut back on, but I will go and perform an exorcism if I need to. And it doesn't mean that I'm worshiping the devil. It doesn't mean that at all. God gave me these abilities. And it wasn't until I was older and realized that 
It was at a women's conference that she invited me to. She thought she was going to save my life. And she really did. And we went to this place in Kerrville, Texas called The Cross. And I promise as soon as you park and you get out of the car, it's almost as if you've been transcended into or as close to as heaven as you could possibly be. At least that's what my experience was. I knew that I was there for a reason and it didn't have shit to do with my sister. My sister likes to pat herself on the back. She's one of those people that needs a participation trophy for waking up and putting her feet on the floor. All of the women pastors that I met that weekend, with the exception of the one who is the pastor's wife at the church that my sister goes to, me and her don't get along. And I'll tell you why. People like her know real people like me. I am different. And I was given gifts that until I came in the picture, she thought she was the only one that possessed that at Calvary Chapel. And that's not the case. She met my son, and I believe he was seven or eight at the time. And she walked over to him and she was like, oh my God, you are meant for greatness. You are going to lead people. You are going to be a pastor. All of these amazing things. And he was, she was like, while your mother was just the catalyst to get you here, God created you to go out and do all of these things. While that may be true... And all of my son's depression, anxiety, and and suicidal tendencies, they could be a phase. Or it could be the fact that somebody in a high authoritative figure at a church put the weight of the world on his shoulders at eight years old. So when things go bad in his life, he questions, if I'm supposed to be this big, bad Captain Save-A-Hole motherfucker, why does all this bad shit keep happening to me? Why are children born only to die of cancer? Like, what kind of God does that? And me being the scientist that I am, I have to explain to him, everything happens for a reason. So going back to the cardboard situation, everything I do, I put 1,000% in. And this was a very vulnerable time for me because I hadn't spoken about the words that I was writing on this piece of cardboard. So everybody's going up and they're taking their turns and You know, people with some shit, you know, they got up there and they're telling their stories. And I get up there and I haven't even opened my mouth. My sister storms out of the church, furious, 
And everybody else is looking at me with their jaws on the floor like, Bitch, how did you get out of bed today? How are you still alive? The answer is simple. That's my testimony. But what pissed my sister off was now she looks like a fool because she didn't say any of those things. She, I don't know what she ever told the church, but until me and my dad and my mom and my brother got there and we, we will never be censored. We will never be controlled or told what to do or told what to wear or whatever. My sister had asked us not to share so much about our lives. And my dad point blank just gave her the finger and was like, why don't you sit on your side? We'll sit on our side and just go do you. And it got to the point where she was ashamed of us and ashamed of her father. My dad was... He was an amazing man. Y'all have heard me talk about him. He was a monster as well, but he was unremorseful for any of the things that he did. And at the end, there were certain people that he wanted to apologize to, and he did. My brother, he never got around to getting that closure with him, and that really fucks with my brother right now. And I don't envy that at all. Not having closure when someone passes, I don't know what that's like. But I can see the actions that and effects that it's having on my brother. And so he's getting the help that he needs. But my sister in her eyes will always see me as a witchcraft person, as a pagan, as somebody who doesn't take her children to church every weekend. And to some people, not as strong or thick-skinned as I am, it makes them suicidal. It makes them question everything about their being. And that's where my brother was. And my sister went and got him. He was bonded out of jail. She went and picked him up and like started a fucking timer from the minute he closed the door. And she picked him up on a Saturday. And by Sunday at noon, she had to know what his plans were because he couldn't stay there. Now, my sister is miserably married. Her husband is a phenomenal man. We all miss hanging out with him. He's great. He's like my husband. He puts up with a Torres for a wife. That takes a lot of strength, patience, biting your tongue, picking your battles, sitting in the corner with your tail tucked between your legs. I don't have hormones anymore, so I'm pretty fucking chill. My sister, on the other hand, well, 
she's a fucking rageaholic who drinks six monsters a day and probably two pots of coffee. Why? It came to me when I was explaining to my brother, you don't have to keep apologizing. You don't have to carry around this burden of remorse. Actions speak louder than words. I will say it again for the people in the back. Actions speak louder than words. My kids fuck up all the time and they say, Mom, I'm so sorry. And they look at me when I give them that whatever look. And they're like, I know, I know, I gotta do better. Actions speak louder than words. That's fucking right. So when I wrote the book and my sister was furious and blah, 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 and everybody had a fucking opinion, and now that the second book's getting ready to come out, well, people are coming out of the fucking woodwork. I've been offered to go on a paid, all-inclusive cruise with a bunch of girls. I've been offered to go across, across the Atlantic and go visit these foreign countries. Oh, people are trying to buy my silence. They don't want other people to know what they were doing during the time period that I'm writing about. So, one of the things that I'm writing about is this two-year period where I am doing me for the first time. And in doing me for the first time, I'm doing everything I didn't get to do as a teenager. My plate that I carry life and shit on was just shattered. I was told for the first time that, you know, I had ovarian cancer. I wasn't going to be able to have any more children. I was going through a lot. And I don't want to say too much because you need to go buy the book. But there was this particular individual that came into my life and he happened to be a drug dealer. And he called me just yesterday. And he was like, well, are you going to be, you know, talking about X, Y, and Z? And I was like, yes. And, and what about so-and-so's kids? I said, well, so-and-so particularly didn't have a positive or negative effect on my life at all. So... I don't really write about that person. I said, but even if I did, if that person didn't give two shits about what they were doing when they were out doing what they were doing, um, why do I care? I don't have any attachments to those children. I've always been open with my kids. If I'm going through shit, or it's my birthday and I want to get fucked up, or I want to go party, or sometimes I just want to sit around the damn dining room table 
and hear from them. Because the older I get, the more family means to me. And especially since losing my father, it's everything to me. And the night or the day before the night of my father's passing, he asked me three times and he knocked on my dining room table. He knocked three times and three times I denied him, just like in the Bible. He asked me to read his tarot cards. And my dad always gave me shit about working in the magical world and going to church. And there were other people in the clan that asked, can we do this and believe in God and go to church? And before the leader of the clan could say anything, you know me, I got a big mouth. I stood up and I said, of course you can. In the pagan culture, you pray to, there's a god and a goddess, and you pray to different deities based on whatever your needs may be at that time. In Christianity, we pray to God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says that we're not supposed to follow false prophets, okay? We're not supposed to idolize material things or people. But in my opinion, that's what church is. Take King James for example. I only think of King James because it's one of the most read Bibles in the world. Who made King James an authoritative figure to rewrite a whole collection of stories that he had nothing to do with? The Bible is a book. The Bible only has as much power as the reader gives it. The first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all followed the same walks with Jesus. These were five homies walking through the Middle East, doing what they were doing. They knew that Jesus was their homie, and they also knew he was a little off, and he was a little different. They wanted to see where this was going. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All four of them experienced every day and every night the same exact things. But if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament of any Bible... You're going to get four different versions of what happened on their journey with Christ. Because every person takes away something different from every conversation, from every teaching, from schools, from mentors, from seminars. Whatever the case may be, y'all can all pay a thousand dollars to go see Oprah, listen to what she has to say, take verbatim notes that she tells you to write down, and you're all going to go home, and you're all going to have different versions of what her verbatim words were. Because we are human. God is not human. God is a deity. God is omnius. He is everything that we feel when we walk into a church that isn't asking for money, that probably doesn't even have four walls and a roof. You know, the Bible talks poorly about the people who put the really tall crosses on the top of their church. We're not supposed to try to get close to heaven with material things. So, like people who go to seminars or school, college, whatever the case may be, you have a whole bunch of people saying... If I open a church, people are going to come. People are going to come to hear the word of God because they're searching for something. And we get to make money off of this? Hell yeah, sign me up for that gig. All I got to do is read a couple of passages and string them together. It's like throwing spaghetti noodles at the wall. Something you say is going to resonate with someone in your congregation. That doesn't make you any more of a Christian than I am. We are all going to leave this phase of life. And I believe this life, this is hell. If you've read Dante's Inferno, you would already know that. This is hell. How can I believe that a God that created all life and created this 
magnificent, glorious place that I'm striving to get to every day of my life also built a fiery, torturous pit and chambers and sections for his own creation to scream in agonizing pain for all eternity? No. That's that's unfucking believable. I don't believe that my God is a torturing kind of dude. You may as well be comparing him to Saddam Hussein or Hitler or whatever psychopath. Like, I don't believe that there's a little dude with a pitchfork and horns and a wicked smile waiting for you to go down there and be tortured the rest of your life. We are living in hell right now. And the more you focus on your frustration, your bills, your kids, your stress, and this vicious circle just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're like, what in the world did I do to deserve all this bad luck? Well, sweethearts, let me tell you, there's no such thing as luck. There is a balance in this world. It is controlled by some parts of the moon. The moon controls the water, right? We've got tides. Tides get high, tides get low. The moon also controls a lot of the chemicals in our body that make some people crazy and make some people not crazy. God was very strategic in creating this universe and all of the beings that dwell within it. And if you've read the book of Genesis, you would know temptation is everywhere. And while the devil can take on many forms and tempt us with the best tricks that he's got up his sleeve, we could say no every day, all day. We're going to strive to be perfect, right? I'm not going to read tarot cards anymore because Pastor Susie Q said that that comes from the devil. It's actually just an artist who paints pictures. The cards only have as much energy and power as you give them. The music you listen to only has as much power and energy as you give to it. God only has as much power and energy as you give to Him. You can't be that person who only prays when shit's going bad and you use God as your last ditch effort to try and reclaim some kind of normalcy in your life. He doesn't operate that way. You have to have the 
faith of a mustard seed. That's what I asked my grandmother for while people were prying. My grandmother gave and gave and gave her entire life and she never had anything. But what little she did have, even in her coffin at her funeral, I had to work behind the scenes with the funeral directors because I needed certain objects taken off of her body because her own fucking daughter was trying to steal stuff off of her mother's corpse. People say money is the root of all evil. I fucking witnessed it. The moment she took her last breath, my aunt's husband said, come on, we gotta go. We gotta get to the ATM right now before they come and file a report that your mom's dead. They went and wiped out all of her money from her accounts. Please believe nobody knows where the fuck they are anymore and nobody actually gives a fuck. But, you know, that's, that's what motivates people. When if you actually did, I don't know, hard work and you had blind faith, you might actually get something out of life that you've been searching for. I can tell people what I see in the cards all day every day. I actually don't prefer to use cards. My spirituality was given to me by my God that I believe in, the Father of Christ. And it wasn't used to be a gimmick to get money it was given to me to give messages to people in dire straits. And it took me a really long time to figure that out. And where I used to charge for readings, because it does take energy away from me, I have to go ground myself. I don't always tell people everything that comes to me because... God lets me know what I need to, what they need to know and what they don't need to know. If everyone had a book or a map to get through life, life would be pretty fucking boring. You cannot say that you're a survivor if you're not willing to get in the trenches and dig your way out of them. You can't expect God to reach down and pull you out if you're not willing to step on a rock and push yourself up. So when it comes to people asking for forgiveness or feeling burdened because they feel like they need forgiveness, I'm here to tell you, you don't ever have to forgive anybody. Actually, it's almost impossible to wholeheartedly 
forgive someone because we're human and we don't fucking forget. So then you wind up living this falsified friendship or sisterhood or whatever the case may be. And you're not really being true to yourself. And then you have the people that got to be in church every time the fucking door opens. And I look to those people and say, what Bible are you reading? The Bible, and I went to Christian schools, I went to private schools, and I went to public schools. And I've read many different Bibles. The Bible says where one or two congregate and call my name, so shall I be there. It doesn't say at this church, at the corner of this intersection, on this day, at this time, I'm going to be there from point A to point B, and then I'm going to go on to the next, and if you wait an hour, I'll even come back and I'll speak in your language for you. That's not what the Bible says at all. The people who cling to church are the people who need the most saving. Because if you actually had blind faith, and if you actually had the faith of a mustard seed, that's what I asked my grandmother for. She said, Miha, I don't have much, but every time y'all had to move, I went and I cleaned up the apartments before the people got there, and she had totes of pictures for me two of which my aunt stole and still has to this day. And I hope one of her ratchet kids tells her to listen to this podcast. Lisa fucking Brzezowski, if you don't fucking give me my pictures, I will come hunt you down and take them. I asked my grandmother for one simple thing. But it wasn't all that simple because at the end of the day, we're still human. But as my sister and I changed my grandmother, she died of bone cancer. She was in agonizing fucking pain. We would move her to change her and bathe her and put her diapers on and stuff. And she would scream. It would bring us to tears. And do you know that her mother, my great-grandmother, was the most spiteful and hateful woman to walk this planet? She is what I call the devil's right-hand bitch. She got to live to be 102, lived the best life ever out in Corpus, died in her sleep. But my grandmother was in her 70s was the most God-fearing woman that ever walked the face of the planet next to Mother Teresa. And I'm listening to her screech in pain. But she's still quoting Bible verses. That is blind faith. That is what people who don't go to church have. 
if you have blind faith, you don't need a false prophet standing on a pulpit making you feel bad for the music you listen to, the clothes you wear, the bad grades your children are making in school. Each church, so there's Christianity, right? And then you got Baptists and Lutherans and United Pentecostals, regular Pentecostals, the Mormons, don't even get me fucking started on that. But they're all Christian. The only difference is the parts of the Bible that they choose to pick out and teach their people to fit their narrative. You're better off being Amish and living off the original word and staying away from technology where you are tempted every single time you look at a screen. I, I passed a huge Amish community in Iowa last night and I was in awe. These people are still the hardest working people known to man and they have blind faith they congregate they all work together and they do the best that they can every day of their life I don't believe that people who commit suicide are going to a fiery pit called hell Suicide is a sin. The Bible says that Jesus carried all of the sins of the world. That means if your kids are out there stealing candy or whatever from Walmart, that's a sin. Me saying my curse words and acting like I just got off a sailor's boat, that's a sin. Being gay, I'm told that that's a sin. I think God loves me just the way I am. Because only he can judge me. But if I walk into a church with a bunch of lesbians and gay dudes, and we're wearing rainbows and unicorns all over the place, could you imagine the looks on the faces that we would get. We're not sinning by, we're no more sinning by being gay and lesbian than they are by judging us. So we may as well all put on our rainbow flags, all get in our unicorns and glitter gear and dance around together. Because if you think that one sin is more or less than another and you haven't been paying attention. Babies, people who molest and torture and kill and sexualize and sodomize babies. Yeah, that's a really fucking hard pill to swallow. But it's reality. Guess what? You're going to see them in heaven. The baby and the motherfucker who raped and tortured it. 
Don't sign off just yet. I'm almost to the end. These are things that we don't talk about that. Let's focus on the scripture. Okay? You want me to focus on the red words. The words of Christ. The quotes of Christ. That were written by people who still to this day don't speak of the language Aramaic. So while we can assume their interpretations are as close to what Jesus was saying, do we actually know the answer? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. answer to that is no. And I'm the only one who's willing to stand up and say, hey, you're worried about your government, you're worried about your kids, you're worried about what they're learning in school and what they're not learning in school, and you think that waking up a 16-year-old teenager every Sunday and forcing them to go to church is going to save their soul? Honey, you need to look in the mirror and start with your own soul. God already knows what's going to happen in our life. He knew from the moment he created us. Because the Bible says he created us in his image. Not yours. Not mine. Not the preacher's, his image. So stop trying to forgive people because you're trying to mark something off of your need to feel better about yourself so you can have less sin to carry with you into the next life. We're all sinners. Nobody is perfect. And you would be a lot more happy and have a lot less stress in your life if you quit striving for something that's not attainable. Jesus wasn't perfect. He was as close to perfect as possible until his dad up above, up above asked him to burden himself with all the sins of the world. And then be humiliatedly crucified in front of a whole bunch of people who looked up to him. And then they stowed him away in a white linen and they rolled the stone. And in three days they rolled the stone back. There was the linen, but there was no body. And do you know that the Bible never speaks of anybody seeing him again? We assume 
that he ascended to heaven to be with his father. But there's no actual evidence of that. So, stop putting your religion or your spirituality on a pedestal. God has the power to do whatever he wants in his time. But if you're only going to treat him like Captain Sabaho, only when you need him, if I was God, I'd be like, nah, she, she can take a little bit more. Stop striving for perfection. Stop trying to make everything this way or that way. It's right or it's wrong. It's red or it's blue. It's black or it's white. It's gay or it's straight. Because none of us were given the authoritative position to state anything or anyone as such. Only God. And I think that your children would stop claiming to be atheist if you actually made sense in what the fuck you were saying. But if you can't make sense of the Bible, it's because it was written by man and man makes mistakes. If you've ever played a game of telephone, then you can understand that. God has never been seen in a physical form. Sure, he manifested himself in the burning bush with Moses, and then we get the Ten Commandments, but Moses heard the same way I see people that I read for and words pop out of their heads like thought bubbles. That's the way I see it. That's kind of like Moses with the Ten Commandments. He didn't see God. He heard. Everyone needs to go back to the drawing board. King James came out with the version of the Holy Bible. And now, there's like 516 different versions of the King James Version. Who is allowing all of these people to take one book and keep rewriting it? Did they see Jesus last week in Malibu and nobody told me? I watch TMZ pretty regularly. I didn't see him there. Why are we rewriting something so significant and so taboo at the same time? Why? And then you take that and you're like, oh, this Bible is the one. I remember, I remember when the fire Bible came out. I was like, oh my God, 
my whole family was trying to get their hands on the fire Bible. I can sit here and say, I am the happiest and most content person with my relationship with God and my spirituality and I don't care if I ever step foot in another church. I don't need church. It's a building. It's a place where you go to give money to people that drive fancy cars and wear $5,000 Armani suits because society has made church. If you put your name on a book called the Bible and say that you wrote it with your own visionary images that God gave to you, guess what? It says the Bible, you about to get fucking rich. Because people are always looking for answers. And if they can't find it in the Old Testament, and they can't find it in the New Testament, and you can't find it in the King James, and you can't find it in the Catholicism book, if you can't find it in the Torah, you can't find it in the Quran, this dude in California has written something called the Fire Bible. That's got to be the one. You're just as brainwashed as your fucking kids. We have to break it down and get back to the basics. Life is very fucking basic if you stop, if you stop allowing negativity, negative people, and false prophets fill your head and your emotions and your psyche with bullshit. I told my brother, forgiveness is something that I will always struggle with. I have made peace with my part of it as a victim but if you're asking me to forgive the people who have raped and pillaged my body for various reasons, fuck you. That's my answer to that. Why? Why would I do that? They need to go find their own fucking peace. I go to therapy that's against what God says. You gotta talk to God. Well, if you find God's phone number, you tell him, I need him to carve out about 41 years of time. Because I got a lot of questions for him. And they say, oh, well, you have to forgive your birth vessel. She gave you life. That bitch was a catalyst. God gave me life. And if God wants to question my forgiveness or lack thereof for that bitch, that's my burden to carry. And when I get up there, I got a lot of questions for him too.
And that's okay. God answers my crazy ass questions all the time. I was filled with the spirit just here in my truck the other night. Like I told you in the beginning of this podcast. God is anywhere and everywhere. If you're willing to open up. And I leave you with this last tidbit because it's the United Pentecostal Church scares the shit out of a lot of people. It used to scare me as a child. People jumping up out of wheelchairs and running all of a sudden. People speaking in this gibberish language that nobody understands but Joe Bob's great-great-grandmother who's blind and deaf on the second story of the chapel. Some people will call that being possessed. Jesus did a lot of really cool tricks. We'll modernize it a little bit. Turning water into wine. The whole bit with the manna taking one and making all of this food for all of these people. He did a lot of things. He healed people. He brought the dead back to life. Some people would say he was some sort of sorcerer. But it's not for us to judge or assume or accuse. Why was it okay for him but it's not okay for anyone else to do cool things. Well, because he's the son of God. And who made you the fucking authority and of GodsAncestry.com? Nobody. So stop putting your energy and time into people, things, and materials materialistic shit like oh I gotta get the new LVs because Janet over there on pew whatever I don't know what the hell y'all talk about at church as far as pews chairs whatever but I do know the time that I spent in church and it's been a lot of years I've never heard more gossip more lies and seeing more hypocrisy. And I'm a fucking truck driver. My planners lie to me all the time just to get me to take loads and get it off their board. But the church where God lives, right? He only lives at the one church that you think is right. That's where all the drama goes down. So you worry about your hair and your makeup and what your outfit's going to be, what suit you're going to wear, what pocket square. Maybe I'll spice it up and put an ascot on today. You're all hanging yourselves by your own albatrosses that you've been weaving throughout the years of your life. 
the answers to life and the problems and obstacles that we are faced with on a daily basis, they're not in any book. They're within that blind faith and prayer and relationship that you have with God, whatever or whomever that is to you. God is spiritual. You know why? He's elemental. He created earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. And for those ignorant, ill-informed people, that's what the pentagram means to pagans. Devil worshipers, satanic worshipers, do not even believe in Satan I'm going to repeat that one more time. The Church of Anton LaVey and anybody who says they're a true Satanist does not believe in Satan, the devil, Lucifer, little pitchfork dude with the horns and all that jazz. They believe that every person is their own God whatever that means to them. They choose not to follow the Ten Commandments by some old man who saw a burning bush and heard a voice like thunder and eyes like lightning and said, these ten rules everyone must follow or you will perish in hell. They don't believe that. And quite frankly, I don't believe it either. I think they are good rules to try to live by. I'm not saying that because we're all going to die sinners, we should go out and start shooting people and killing more kids and cheating on our husbands and wives and doing the most. I'm just saying, could you take a step back and understand that when you leave this plane of life, and you astral project onto the next hemisphere, you are going to die a sinner. You were born a sinner, and y'all know my favorite term. It's the circle of life. Thank you for joining me on another controversial fucking episode of Dysfunctionally Functional. I hope I resonated or planted some seeds in some people. I know I pissed a lot of people off, and that's fine. That's not my intention. My intention is to speak about the things that I've held in for so long that need to be said. People put too much faith in the words of man and not in the words of the book that they claim to live by which was also written by a man. They talk about whores and prostitutes and sin and Sodom and Gomorrah, and then they also talk about lots of peaceful things. But it's the lessons that y'all are missing. It's the tokens 
of why those particular stories are in that book. That book is no more of a book than the book that I wrote or a John Grisham book or whoever your favorite author is. It only has as much power as you give it. But the number one lesson of all is that you have that faith. People who go to church every fucking time the doors open, they're lacking in the faith department. That's why they keep going back and begging for more. While the rest of us are chilling, talking, and having a cool-ass time with God every day of our lives. So, let God in, whoever or whatever that means to you. No judgment here. Only God can judge you, and only God can judge me. So let's keep taking our dysfunctionalities and make them fucking functional. Until next time, I absolutely adore all of you, and haters, I love you the most. Have a good evening.